Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Robert Beltran has been confirmed to be returning to the role of Chakotay in a recurring status in Star Trek Prodigy. So let's take this opportunity to go back and discuss a little bit more about the character. I'm Sean Ferrick for Trek Culture, and here are 10 things you never knew about Chakotay. Number 10, he was the first. Chakotay wasn't just the first officer aboard the USS Voyager, he was the first character who was sketched to be a part of the show. Long before we really settled on anything for Star Trek Voyager, it was decided that a character who would have a Native American ancestry would play a large role. This was, in a way, to make this character a spiritual successor to Uhura. Now, in the original series, Nichelle Nichols' Uhura, of course, played a huge role in advancing representation for African-American people on television. This was, in a way, to be carried over into Star Trek Voyager. Now, the original character Bible had that this character was going to be an expatriate who had renounced Earth and, you know, was going to have a strong mysticism about them and would have a very strong bond with the captain and also a preceding bond as well. Now, some of these elements were dropped along the way, such as the mysticism of his character Bible was changed to complex. And it wasn't so much that he had renounced Earth, it was that he had stepped away from his people. Now, the episode Tattoo goes away toward explaining exactly what this relationship and what this stepping away really meant. Number nine, he has roots in Polynesian history. Now, part of the character Bible as well stated that the character that would become Chicote would serve the role of a Queequeg type of character. Now, Queequeg comes from Herman Melville's Moby Dick, which of course has been quoted several times throughout Star Trek, probably most notably by Khan in The Wrath of Khan, but there was also that lovely little quote by Picard in First Contact as well. Queequeg is a tattooed cannibal who is the first person that Ishmael, who's the narrator of Moby Dick, gets to know before going out on their quest. Queequeg himself is the son of a South Sea chieftain who has stepped away from his people. Melville himself based the character of Queequeg on Tipehi Kupe, who was a Maori Rangatira and a war leader of the Nigawi Toa people. Now, he would go on to fought in what would become known as the Musket Wars. These characters, they, they, they built one on top of the other into what would eventually lead to become Chakotay. Now, obviously, some elements, i.e. the cannibalism, were dropped along the way. Number eight, Jamake Highwater. In 1993, 
Jamaki Highwater, aka Jack Marks, was hired by the production team on Star Trek Voyager because he was a well-known Native American voice in literature. They wanted to have a consultant who would allow them to create as clear and accurate a depiction of a Native American character as possible. There was, however, one fairly large issue with this. As early as 1984, Highwater had been exposed as a fraud. Jack Marks was interviewed by American journalist Jack Anderson, and this was after a long time of, you know, people were starting to call him out on, you know, his story of being of Cherokee descent wasn't making sense. So Anderson finally put it to him and said, why have you done this? To which Marx replied, he thought he would never make it in the writing industry if he didn't have something unique about him. So he therefore made up the identity of Jumake Highwater. Like one of the biggest issues here is that that was in 1984. This was on public record. And in 1993, he was hired. It's not a good look. Marx passed away in 2001 and his obituary states that he is of Native American descent. Basically, it, it repeated the lies that he had been spouting throughout his lifetime. Assiniboine activist Hank Adams released an open letter debunking all of these claims and repeating forcefully that Jamake Highwater never existed. There was only Jack Marx who had, in Hank Adams' words, stolen millions of dollars in federal grants that should have gone to actually Native American people. Number seven, he was introduced in Star Trek The Next Generation. In the seventh season episode, Preemptive Strike, Lieutenant Rolaren returns to the Enterprise, having just completed advanced military training at Starfleet Academy. Now, she speaks about an instructor of hers who resigned his commission to go and fight for the Maquis. While he wasn't named in the episode, this was Chakotay. There is a couple of issues though, as time went on with how this was framed. Now, the first one was that this episode was set in 2369. According to his Star Trek.com biography, Chakotay resigned his commission in 2370. So, Rolaren couldn't have met him. This was then retconned in Voyager to say that he had resigned his commission in 2368, which also doesn't add up timeline-wise. So basically, he was introduced as a character. He was given a backstory, wasn't given a name. He was given a set of dates. Now, all of that was to give a greater context to Ensign, or excuse me, Lieutenant Rowe's decision. But it then got a little bit muddled and there was a little bit of, you know, not checking dates as it went along. Specifically, it's the season five episode of Voyager in the flesh that reveals he resigned in 2370. Number six, Journey's End was a backdoor pilot to Chakotay's character. Now, Journey's End is the seventh season episode of Starting the Next Generation that deals with not just Wesley Crusher and his, you know, continuing travels with the Traveler, but also the colony on Dorvan 5, who is effectively a Native American haven in the demilitarized zone. Now, the often prickly Admiral Necheyev arrives at the start of the episode to tell Picard that it is the responsibility of the Enterprise to move these colonists as 
the recent treaty between the Federation and the Cardassians has designated Dorvan V a Cardassian world. The episode very obviously was set up to portray the forced relocation of the Native American people and, as Picard says himself, there are disturbing historical parallels between moving the people of Dorvan V and moving Native American people once you know, colonizers arrived in America. The Dorvan V colony was supposed to be Chakotay's home. Now, another lost in translation along the way was that in Star Trek Voyager, it was then revealed that Chakotay's colony had existed for hundreds of years, whereas in Journey's End, Dorvan V had only really been existing for about 20 years, so that didn't add up. Chakotay was then revealed to be a descendant of the Rubber Tree People. This came in the episode Tattoo, which further differentiates himself from the Dorvan V colony. So, in a way, in conjunction with the previous point as well, it's like Voyager was taking very obvious steps to move away from the groundwork that had been set up in Star Trek The Next Generation. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Number five, Lieutenant Commander Chakotay. Throughout all seven seasons of Star Trek Voyager, Chakotay is referred to as a full commander, but he actually carried the rank of Lieutenant Commander for every episode. This is actually displayed on his rank insignia. He has the one black bar and two gold bars of a Lieutenant Commander. When Chakotay resigned his commission, he had achieved the rank of Lieutenant Commander. Now, this was also the same rank as Cavett, who had been the first officer on Voyager in the episode Caretaker, who was killed by the Caretaker's displacement beam. It's a, it's a commonplace thing in Star Trek to refer to someone as the higher grade rather than the lower grade. Another example would have been Dr. Bashir in the early seasons of DS9 was a lieutenant junior grade, but when he wasn't called doctor, he was referred to as a lieutenant. Also, you'll notice that Chicote, of course, wore the same insignia as the rest of the Maquis crew. However, he didn't have to. That is the rank insignia for a provisional officer, but Chicote, having achieved a rank and resigned his commission, would have been similar to Tom Paris in that 
he could have elected to go for your standard pips, but rather, in a statement of somewhat solidarity with the rest of the Maquis crew member, he elected to go with provisional rank insignia, which was a... I think that was a good olive branch of a statement. We are one happy crew, but I know where I came from. I like that. Number four, his first posting was a clue with a sting in the tail. Chakotay's first posting was aboard the USS Merrimack, which actually saw a little bit of action in Star Trek The Next Generation. It carried Ambassador Sarek back to Vulcan after his negotiations with the Ligarans and remained in service for the Vulcan Science Academy. It then took part in Picard's blockade during the episode Redemption as well. The Merrimack caught its name from the naval vessel USS Merrimack, which saw service during the American Civil War. It was sunk but then it was brought back up again and transformed into an ironclad ram called the CSS Virginia, switching sides. It had been a Union vessel, it was then used by the Confederacy. Now, this effective switching of sides was not lost on the character of Chakotay, because of course he was a Starfleet officer who resigned his commission to join the Maquis to fight against the Cardassians. Honourable and noble as his motivations were, technically he was working against his people, now his people in this case being Starfleet, to fight against their allies. It's an obscure reference, I won't lie, but politically there are similarities between what the Merrimack slash Virginia ended up being used for and how Chakotay stepped away from Starfleet to fight the Cardassians. Number three, he was originally supposed to be a mentor for Harry Kim. In the original character Bible for Chakotay, it stated that he would have a strong bond with two members of the crew, namely Captain Janeway, which we did see on screen, and Ensign Kim, which we did not see on screen. Like many other elements of the Bible, this was dropped along the way, and I suspect that it is because the writers really didn't know what to do with Harry Kim. As we know, we have already discussed on this channel before, that coming up to the end of season three, both Garrett Wong and Jennifer Lean were facing the axe. Thankfully, Wong was kept. You could argue and say that the two men never really had an awful lot of screen time together, a notable exception being the 100th episode, Timeless, where the two of them are traveling, well, they're in the future trying to undo the previous 15 years of history, which they work very, very well together. It makes it a shame to see that there could have been this relationship that never was. Number two, Tattoo was a way for Robert Beltran to explore Chakotay and for Michael Pillar to prove a point. Tattoo is probably the deepest episode when it comes to discussing Chakotay's background. We get to see that the descendants of his people's sky spirits have in fact operated in the Delta Quadrant before. Robert Beltran really enjoyed this episode because we got not only Chakotay's backstory, but it also got to explore his love of ecology and spirituality as well. Beltran went so far as to say that Tattoo got better on each rewatch that it went through, and he said it was part of a triumvirate of strong Chakotay episodes, which also included initiations and maneuvers. Now, writer and producer Michael Piller was looking at this in a very different light. He felt that by this point in the second season of Star Trek Voyager, the pacing had really ground to a halt. He felt that, you know, they were gonna start running into production issues and then ratings issues as well. So he took on board this script that had been rejected quite a few times. 
and he did a rewrite that punched it up to a speed where he said there was something like 200 scenes in the episode by the time he finished the script. Now they were never going to film 200 scenes but what they did do is get a tightly paced episode with a strong A plot which was Chakotay's story and a fun B plot which was the doctor dealing with the flu to add some levity to the episode as well. Number one, Robert Beltran wasn't a fan of Endgame but liked Chakotay's story. Robert Beltran has never exactly made his feelings on Endgame a secret. He was quoted as saying, this is what we're going out with, when the episode was airing, which is, it's obviously a shame to hear that from a fan's point of view, but you know, with enough time has gone by, you can kind of see that by the time the seventh season rolled around, Chakotay had, in some ways, been relegated down to supporting character rather than a main. Beltran also joked that the inclusion of the romance subplot with Jerry Ryan's Seven of Nine came from sort of a dare to Brannon Braga, who was Ryan's partner at the time. He passed on the message through Ryan that Braga would never be brave enough to include a romance subplot for Seven. He felt that Chakotay and Seven's getting together in Endgame was Braga's way of going, see, I'm not jealous. This has obviously not been mentioned again since because we have seen Seven of Nine return in Star Trek Picard. There's been no mention of Chakotay and she seems to be in quite a happy partnership with Rafi. So it remains to be seen where Chakotay is at the moment, if he is with anyone, and if this will be explored in Star Trek Prodigy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 